Hey, this is Kay Willems, one of your hosts of Ye Ultimate Party. Um, we normally do the big shebang at the beginning, saying that the views and hopes expressed by the people, yada yada, we do like a little disclaimer and stuff. But really, uh, right now, this is a very special episode. We had a friend pass away, a friend of the show, actually our first guest stateside when we, my brother and I started this, uh, Dan Schwartz recently passed away. So we got some friends on to talk about him. The song you're listening to right now and at the end is The Suffocation Keep by The Slip on Eisenhower. I'm going to try and keep this as short as possible and let's just get into it. Hey, Austin. Hey there, Kyle. I'd like to start this episode off with condolences yeah, to sympathies. everyone who's around us right now. For the listeners who can't see us right now, we're at our good friend Mandy's house in Capitol Hill, and uh, we're mourning the loss of a friend. Like, this is heavy. This is heavy for a podcast yeah. about parties. It is It is definitely a, a heavier subject, but it's amazing that even in these times of sadness and grief that we can come together and, like, I, everybody says the celebration of life, and yeah, it's not a party, but it is definitely reverence. Well, I mean, actually, we want to get into that. I've been thinking a lot about whether or not it is a party, mm-hmm. and I would almost prefer it not to be. Right. right, as a classification, just because you don't want that lumped in. But a lot of the things that we talk about on this show, where we say that it's a certain energy and a certain uh, way to meet people, having several activities going on, music, food, all of that stuff is present. Mm-hmm. You, know, you, you have all the elements, and sure, it's sad, but you do have all the elements of a party. And... In that regard, I mean, we did have a party at a mansion. I don't think that's what he had in mind when he came on the podcast. I mean, we're talking about the first guest you and I ever had. This is Dan Schwartz. classic. uh, Mr. Mansion Party. Mansion Party, yeah. Yeah. Pool party. Pretty lights. Yeah. Pretty lights. I listened to that episode again today on the way over here. And it's just so like, why did we waste so much time talking about drugs? It's so so funny because like that's the the main thing I have to reminisce about with him. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's just this recording we have, and yeah, so much of it was just talking about cocaine and random drugs and stuff, and how much we all love tripping and whatnot. And it is it is definitely part of the personality, but yeah, it's it, it seems like a lot of parties center around that so much, and not just because people want them, just because it's around and it's it's on the minds. But mm-hmm. there's so much more beneath people than just getting wrecked and having a good time. That there's like there's purpose behind that, and there's there's wants and needs, and like there's actual humanity. Right, and we're all trying to run away from reality in some sort, but or run into it headstrong. I suppose, yeah. So either way, everyone's running is what you're trying to say. No, like, I'm, I'm saying, not trying to so derail rather, anything. rather than 
talk about those things and like wasting time talking about it in not just in that sense but with anybody that like rather than dipping away from reality to like share that reality as painful as it may be right no i get you it's almost as if as humans we need to prove to other people that we are humans right Mm -hmm. and on some level someone else needs to pass your test and that's like why we have conversation and stuff it's like can you keep up with me and the easiest way is to just reduce everyone down to a lowest common denominator i mean you take a room full of people who all have different wants and needs and intellectual curiosities and um what you call it tastes mm-hmm. and they're all in the same room together what's the chance they're going to get along but then if you just take all of their brains and reduce them down to like dance and sex and more and food then it's pretty easy to get yeah everybody it's on all the pretty time. yeah everyone gets along at that point and it's like you like sex you yeah, like sex do you also like food and dance music i sure do yeah. Would you uh, like to say some words on the Memoriam podcast? For the listeners at home, the format of this is we are essentially in the living room of a house after the service, after the memorial, and we're just trying to get a little record to save for a friend because, like, the record we have is talking about drugs at a mansion party. Right. And we should get a solid record of the, right. the, the hearts that he's touched and, like, the, the feelings that he's accrued. People need to know that this guy was the Denver music scene, at least to me. Whenever, it maybe not the Denver music scene of like the Fray or 303 or like National Axe or stuff, but I mean, when you're just getting into the Denver music scene, you gotta meet Abel Black. He's like a gatekeeper of Denver music. He's He was everywhere and anywhere. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. And it really sucks that he's gone. And in just such like an unceremonious way, it was just like one day didn't wake up from a nap. And we talk a lot about these parties, like what makes it so great and like why do we do this? What are we celebrating? Mm. It's like we're celebrating the fact that we're still alive because the older you get, the more you realize that like not everyone stays that way. Mm. Gursky, you want to say something? Let me get a sip of water. I've been searching for my water for about 10 minutes. Searching consisted of sitting in place, kind of just glancing around. I'm like, where's my water? I lose it like minimum 13 times a day. My mouth was dry as hell. We won't get into why. I was eating a lot of wheat today. Uh. Wheat thins. Whole wheat bread. Yo, get back to me when they got wheat thicks. Give me that wheat. I've been waiting on him for damn near a decade. Yo, Harris Whittles also R.I.P. But, um, but okay. Now I guess I I was just gonna do this whole jokey or in character, but it, it is it was a genuinely sweet moment. So we were doing a movie night over at Alex and Dan's apartment. I know they like kind of B-movie, shitty, comical horrors. I'm into that, too. I'm more into, like, 70... We don't have to get into it, but... Um, I recommended The Puppet Master... Or, uh, or, oh, God. I recommended Tourist Trap. Tourist 1979 Trap. 1979 
big 70s horror fan it's got to be within my top 10 favorite i don't know horrors all time but certainly 70s and dan was not a fan of it and he suggested watching the puppet master which he believed to be similar because Taurus Trap deals with mannequins and uh, but there's an element of just uh, rural hick woodsy teens lost stranded and I, I sort of like a wrong turn type movie sure yeah. sure and I like that element of horror of the woods I'm all for it but he suggested watching the puppet master and then in some ridiculous voice I was like I asked the boy what movie we watched. He told me we watched The Puppet Master. And he just enjoyed that so much <laughs> and wanted me to record it. And he made me record it like 12 times because he's like, nah, Gursky, every time you go to record, like you overdo it. You got to do it how you do it the first time. <laughs> Dude. So I was like, natural. Bro. I asked the boy what movie we watched. He told me we watched The Puppet Master. <laughs> I just like kept doing it, but yeah, that was a thing. And then we planned on watching the Puppet Master for weeks. We talked about it. He hit me up via text. He's like, "Puppet Master Sunday. Sunday was the movie night. Sunday was the night I got tossed out of my place by my sister oh, for no. justifiable reason. Overstayed my welcome. Whole other story. We're not gonna trail off there, right? But uh, yeah, and. I feel like I don't need to rehash it. I spoke about it enough amongst right. friends, but Dan yeah. went out of his way to help me on a very difficult day, and I got to spend the day with him and uh, appreciate and, and convey to him how appreciative I was of just uh, him as a person, him as a friend, him who I, someone I clicked with and, and wanted to be friends with. And, uh, yeah, he... Um, I shared this today and very simply I just felt he had genuinely cared more than most other friends that I had made throughout life childhood friends and in such a short span of time but I feel like this he, he genuinely wanted what was best for his friends and when he would get like stern with me is when I would truly like just perk up and listen to him and value what he had to say because I'm like damn he's so he, he's so like lighthearted and fun and sweet, but when he would like kind of speak to me in that tone, loved it. But that was the puppet master evening. Yeah. And the puppet master. And that's the watch. meaning behind the puppet master. Damn. I did. I enjoy, I do. I enjoy hopping on this pod. Yeah, dude. I like for, that you guys have a pod. For those listening, this is uh, our good friend Mike Gursky from episode seven. I think it was. Yeah, season one, episode seven. Yes. Wish you were, came back under better circumstances, but I mean, like, good to have you back. Glad to be back, yeah. Yeah. Like Glad a, to be back. I, I constantly tell these guys, at least I don't see Austin frequently. I'd like to more. I see Willems hey, quite man. often, and I'm always discussing how we need to break into some freestyles and whatnot. And always. get that recorded and just go in and... Uh, yeah, I would have liked to get Ethan on there. Yeah, you gotta pass gr- it off to someone. You gotta grab him. Yeah. Yeah. You do like the microphone torch. I'm right. Just like pass just the y'all gotta go into that living room and just say your piece. <laughs> I mean, that's what it's all about. Cause, I mean, like we as humans, we have all these like rituals for doing things. Before you came in, I was just telling Austin about how. 
when we're partying, we're celebrating just being alive and being around each other as many times as we can while we still can. Because there's so much that we get distracted with in this modern world that we sort of start taking people for granted. Almost like, look, I got five things to do and then I'll get to you. And then you don't end up seeing people for like three or four months. And you're like, yo, it's just like we never left each other. And here we are six months later. And and if you uh, get distracted by that and you don't make time for people, you don't know when they're just going to not be there someday. And so then part of that is kind of like leaving a record, reminding people. It's just like, hey, this happened to us. And right now we're feeling like we could have used a lot of a lot of more good times with our friend Dan. And so if you feel like you have any room in your life for good times with someone, make sure you make time with that person because who knows? And life life and relationships blossom out of the, the time where two people are stuck not knowing what they're going to do, I mm-hmm. feel. Where is it, it doesn't have to be an event and it doesn't have to be a certain thing. But if you care for someone just to be there with them doing anything. Really. And he made a lot of time for everybody. I mean, he was always down to help anybody out. He helped us out. He was the first. Mm. Said that before. He was the flagship. It's true. Granted, I never... Well, I, I was beginning to just see people more frequently, just recognizing how healthy it is to be among people more, especially if you tend towards reclusion. You're someone who isolates. But uh, I felt like I was starting to see a lot of Dan and, and making efforts to see him. And... I was kind of losing my train. I'm getting, actually, this is heavier than I uh, really thought it would be. Uh, Yeah, no. I'm with you there. I'm thinking far too much. I was a little bit nervous about bringing this here, but, (laughs) you know. Well, it's, you know, when, when you tend towards jokey in, in, times of just great misery I, I we were discussing that earlier just how you as long as you know been laughing through everything and this is it, it's an interesting platform when you you're on some medium through which you're meant to perform and entertain you're hitting on a heavy subject oh yeah we're performing there, there's like a there's a battle between going going very genuine and addressing that and, and being that vulnerable mm-hmm. I'm seeing the importance of being super candid and vulnerable lately definitely and yeah jokes definitely make it easier but in situations where there's just there's no easy way like it's almost better to just like feel the grief and then get it out like a cleansing sponge rinse yeah yeah well i've been certainly you find the spots of brightness and a lot of that does come through the people who have surrounded you and whether or not you recognized it before there are people who uh 
who who uh just care for you and are, are vital in your life and in the case of being here with our friends yeah you i don't know and just not wasting any time right. like you said seeing people and it's you you find a group of somewhat like-minded talented people and you want them to grow through this as well yeah. you definitely you do. see the reason to encourage that constantly Dan got me into the mode of gassing people up like really pushing them to 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 utilize what they have the to to have some voice for their gift and to get that out there. Mm. And he was he was working. He I would say Dan was grinding. Right. In terms oh, yeah. of getting gigs and just throwing stuff out on social media, mm-hmm. getting stuff recorded. And then to extend that towards his friends to not only want the best for himself but to communally wish the best for everybody. And that's like that's what makes a great friend group is not just having people that will let you be whoever you are but wanting you to be the best person he did and i want to be that for people for for sure i feel like mm-hmm. we're we're all taking pieces of that oh definitely just well because at the uh, the service after the funeral or whatever at the reception that's what i was trying to say at the reception, a lot of people were talking about how Dan had a knack for bringing people together like none other. And what I noticed about that was when I was thinking back to the way he brought people together, he wouldn't tell people to get together necessarily. He would just go out in a given night and then start talking to seven people all at the same time. So it wasn't as if... or. You know, people would come up to him and they would just gravitate towards the conversation he was having. So it wasn't as if he was going around to everybody saying, oh, you all need to be together. He was just talking to all of them at the same time. And then they just started meeting each other like, hey, these are cool people that I now know just because I happen to be standing next to Dan. Uh, He... I would not without the beat and Dan I mean I met Alex through Dan so he was the root of that for me but I think Dan was really who got me to branch out Hamish Hamish you care if I pass the mic off to you we have another one also Hamish you rolled he rolled up with a uh, wearing a bike helmet I did not see that he had a bike. I was sitting on the porch, and I just saw your upper body approaching, and I was hoping you were just rocking a helmet for no reason. Just the recreational I helmet. I, I respect I get, you greatly, I what, what but you're I... Me now. Oh, you have four mice? Damn. Yeah. I'm going to find my goddamn oh, van, get something to eat. Boys, Sounds thank you. Is this edited? For having me on. This is, yes. Oh, cool. Thank you for letting me share stuff about Dan. Because, oh, of course, uh, I mean, there's... He was a monumental guy in my life for sure, and many of us. Take it easy, yeah. Have a good one. Bye, Gersky. Now we have Hamish. Hamish, how's it going? Welcome to the Ultimate Party. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah. I really appreciate it. Yeah. I'm very happy to be here. So yeah. I'm a little bit confused. So you two are both hosts. Yes, co-hosts. 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 Sweet. Sweet. Right. Okay, if you want to make it easier. Oh, that makes more sense. Yeah. Right. 
and this is this is this is kind of new. This is our first sort of like party setup mm-hmm. of the podcast, but we're just kind of having people come in and say some words about Dan because got to say it's a very nice setup. Thank you. Thank you. Right on. We also have Brian Hamish and Brian. How's it going? Welcome. And this is not only is it a nice setup, it's a very nice idea. I think this is you know a really beautiful thing to do just to talk about Dan while he's still fresh. You know, because mm-hmm. sad thing about these things is probably these memories that we hold dear are going to get a little bit hazy as right. we kick on so you know nice to kind of put them down in audio form so have something to look back on mm-hmm. exactly yeah i think that's a very noble pursuit for real well thank you i mean that we were just talking earlier about how um as i was coming over here i was listening back to the episode we did with dan and there's for sure a lot of stuff in there that i didn't even remember we were talking about just because it was so long ago and there are some things that i remember we did like the little jam sesh at the end it's like yo of course we did the little jam sesh at the end but i don't but i didn't remember what we were saying and then it turns out it was dan doing this really nice guitar rift and then maya singing over it about just what dan was talking about on the party and that's sweet yeah and it was so nice of him to just like immediately jump on it and just be like yeah that's something i'm interested yeah. in so i think i'm not sure what you guys have talked about already with your other other uh interviewees uh we've just had uh mike gersky in here and he was just talking about okay you know pretty much what he talked about at the reception yeah so i, I was you know after giving my little spiel at the reception kind of thought about it and was like oh i wish i'd explain that said what i wanted to say a little bit more clearly and yep. weirdly this might be the perfect opportunity to do so so yeah um sweet so i think i think one of the things that i felt of the reception that wasn't said as clearly as it could have been is that um you know obviously people dan was a very loving friend and people articulated that well but i think what was interesting is that coming to the corner beat which is been referred to as quite quote quote a crunchy scene you know things aren't always Mm -hmm. that perfect you know Mm. very crunchy and things are often going pretty pear-shaped and it's interesting that it's easy to be a good friend in the good times but i think something where dan really stood out was he was a good friend in the in the bad times you know and that was really important you know and i think it's interesting i'd like to uh explore that idea a little bit i don't know Mm. Yeah, and I think your point of um, not really expressing everything that you could get across today in, in that very public setting, especially since right. there were a lot of people, I think most of us were just kind of going off the cuff. Um, you know, I, I think it was a, a good thing to speed things along. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone did get their point across whether they think they did or didn't. Um, and then the people that sort of went on too long, they were kind of making it about themselves. Right. Admittedly, eh. but um, yeah, no, I, I I do think that uh, everyone did get their point across, and uh, to your point about him uh, being being sort of that uh, you know a steady rock of positivity, I really do think that mm-hmm. you know it's not just it's not just uh, you know speaking you know praising unjustly on on someone that just passed because you know that does happen sometimes where you can take you can take a look at a person that wasn't so great and shift it into making them a a great person in the afterlife but i I really do think that uh you know the dude 
bled positivity mm-hmm. day in and day out. Um, I was hard pressed to see him without a smile. Yeah, like, yeah. Time I saw him, you know, at least just... in public. And I, you know, I I've talked to him many times in the past about sort of uh, you know sort of hardships and and depression or whatever. And you know, he's no stranger necessarily, mm-hmm. but he put on a, a good well, I th- face I for think everyone was, else, which I is mean, which is sometimes whatever it reminds me of one of the conversations i had with him which was the other day we're just at the i think it was at the the kind of community songwriter showcase that was hosted maybe like 10 days before he passed where everyone was doing you know singing a little bit and i was just talking to him and saying you know you know we'd both been part of the corner beat open mic night pretty much since it really started picked up and there's been so much progress both on like the musical front but also like the kind of uh you know a personal development that sounds like a little bit cliche but everyone seemed to be in a better space than they were you know a year sure. ago well, and it was sure. and it was interesting talking to dan going you know i can see people around me making the same mistakes that i did but like everyone needs to kind of make those mistakes themselves and the way he said it was like kind of just very generous you know like even though he could kind of see people not maybe necessarily making the best decisions all the time or mistakes he was still so generous and gentle about it you know and i think that making that space for people is just really important and i i find so many people when they they try and help with hardship they either cut across and be like well everything's going to be fine or they continue down the path of darkness and i feel like he rode that line so well of uh, understanding what was going on but not yeah definitely definitely not, not just like falling into the trap of what it makes of you that you were you were able to right, pick yourself out of that and as far as the what you were saying about exploring the, the idea of being a good friend when things maybe aren't so good mm-hmm. I find that sometimes in music places ego gets in the way like we all want to be seen or heard especially at an open mic it's like look there are 27 of us and we're all going to try and impress each yeah. other here tonight and I hope that if you don't come often I'm the one name you're remembering when you're walking away I mean mm-hmm. like I hope you remember all 27 but especially me mm-hmm. and so when you're becoming friends with people sometimes you can kind of get caught up in the I just want to be friends with people who are doing it and having and are having success with this mm-hmm. and I think Dan just really made a point to talk to literally everyone and yeah. then keep up with them and seeing how many people were there today really just shows how much that truly pays off. Because if yeah, you're no. just looking for friends to get your own level of personal success, then, I mean, you're kind of a jerk. But the way he went about it was he just made friends with everybody because he wanted to, and then it ended up benefiting him because he knew everybody. You know, had opportunities for that kind of stuff. Totally, totally, and I, and I do feel like you know, with the fact that there were so many friends that went up to go to speak, <clears throat> um, kind of even some, even in some respects, uh, you know, having more stage time or microphone time than than rel- close relatives, it you know, uh, uh, it kind of shows the the impact and sort of. Uh, sort of forceful nature in, in the best way possible of, of uh, what what an impact he's made on on you know this this small community here mm. in Denver so yeah yeah 
Big waves. Big can waves. I, can, I add, can I add jump in and add to that? Yeah, sure. So you're talking earlier about um, you know, Dan being able to talk to everyone. Um, and I think something that I'm kind of bad at is you know maybe writing musicians off or poets off before they've ever really like had a chance to get off the ground and I think it's interesting that um, like you know it, this may sound like a little bit cliche but there's really no bad musicians at the corner beat you know in the sense that everyone has why, why are you smiling at me like that? No, no, I just, <laughs> I'm, I'm just smiling just because I, you know, I you're not like, what I do. No, okay, well, so I get, I get, none, I get of, my, none my, of the, none of the regulars. Right, sure, sure. Okay, sorry. Yeah, okay, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Every now and then one comes <laughs> off the street. You know, okay, right, okay. Yeah, yeah, every, yeah, every, yeah, every, every, has a few shit performances, don't get me okay, wrong. Okay, but, okay, but what yeah, I, what yeah. I guess what I'm trying to say is those, those people who maybe could have been written off very easily in a more egotistical setting have come through and now stand up on their own in like a way that is you know I think not only did Dan talk to these people but he gave them space to really actually become good musicians you know what I mean everyone's bad when they start out and I think it's interesting that 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 the being welcoming to these people gave them an opportunity to explore their musicianship and they really run with it a lot of people have run with it and you know Dan being one of the regulars you know it's down to you know it's down to people like him giving these people space in order to make the progress that we can now kind of take for granted you know right and even past musicians to mm-hmm. to like any aspect of your life to to see that beauty and the talent that people have and to seek that out and try and raise it up that like no matter who you are or what you do like there's there's some greatness that you can spread to the world that hasn't been there before and without people that seek that out, a lot of those talents just kind of go by the wayside. Yeah, definitely. And even raising it up past the the open mic stage, because I think that some of the people who are going out to open mics is their first couple of times performing, or they have some friends who heard them play piano or something or play guitar and say, you know what? You should really perform that. And that's an important step in the game is knowing what you have and knowing that you have a gift or some sort of talent but then dan was the first person to start inviting me out to like songwriter circle where then Mm -hmm. then you start to get humbled but in a good way where you you start going out to open mics people are like yo i'm really digging your style and you get so many compliments when you get off stage and then Dan took it like at least me took me a step further into the game where it's like now you're broadcasting your songs to a room full of people who are like I really like it but here's some things I would change about it and you're like this is weird it's different because now everyone's not as positive but in a way I feel like I'm going to get better and I've made progress into the music scene well, Yeah, con- constructive criticism isn't an easy thing to like receive or give you know right, yeah. and it's cool that there was a space to give constructive criticism that right. Sure, and I think even in those things, even in the performances that weren't open mics sometimes it's not even constructive criticism as much as it is just you know people going about their business and you know, at an open mic, everyone's very engaged because mm-hmm. that's the reason they're there. But, you know, at some of these other things, you are, mm-hmm. you know, more or less, the you're setting the mood for mm-hmm. something else that's happening in the room. And I, uh, the Friday uh, of the weekend he passed, I, I played with him uh, at a gallery. And, you know, it wasn't a packed thing or anything. Um, 
and uh, you know we trade songs here and there and you know he, he was all I wanted to hear some of his new stuff so he played one of his songs he wanted to hear some of my new stuff so I played uh, one of my songs but um, it was just a very positive experience all around and uh, you know he's the one who set that up so a lot of the times he was sort of on the forefront of that mm. um, and it's yeah. amazing that like in in small crowds it's like it's not the amount of people that are there it's like the quality of like how much you appreciate them and how they appreciate you sure yeah he was uh he was definitely one of the hardest working musicians I've known, which is always booking gigs and always booking gigs, but then he'd want people to play with him. So anytime he had like an open slot, he would be the first to sure. say, hey, come play with me. Yeah. Yeah. Just trying to find opportunities for his, his, his friends, which right. is the most underrated quality, I think, out there, you know, right. looking out I, for others other than yourself. Pretty great. Yeah, the more I talk to people, the more you start to realize that he really loved playing music and being around his friends. I mean, there's no reason to do how much he did unless you were, like, really passionate about it. Uh, We also have Andrea now. Hey. How's it going? It's good. Would you like to say some words about Dan on the Memorial Ultimate Party? Yeah, um, I think like you like you guys were saying before, it's kind of hard to get enough of, of all the just get out the words out at the reception. Um, kind of really summarize who Dan was, but um, yeah, I was lucky enough to meet Dan a little over a year ago, and ended up spending a lot of time with him just because I was at the apartment a lot um, with Dan and Alex and. It's honestly something I had, like looked forward to every day, just coming home on the weekday and hanging out with them. Dan's weird quirkiness and jokes and all his late night snacking and his uh, dumpster diving finds. He just had a really good knack of finding just really odd objects and just really enjoying them. Like just so much excitement and I ended up hanging up. Just the house is an odd assortment of decorations, and Dan loved them. He got a fine for those dumpster diving things. What was that? Did he got <laughs> fined for the dumpster diving? He did not, but he found some goodies. Um, I was telling everyone he had a, this giant seven-foot wooden pillar that he just placed in his room, and I just can imagine Dan being so excited about it, and it's just like dragging it by himself in his room the same way as like a hundred pounds just leaving mm-hmm. it in there and just looking at it in awe like yeah i got the wood pillar yeah awesome yeah but dan was always just really gracious about the little things just whenever i'd bring over some food he'd you know he always said thank you and appreciate it and kind of helping out yeah. yeah your food is really dank though <laughs> so i mean you better I be respected i mean yeah I wouldn't have, you know, all these people to cook for without Dan. He loved having movie nights and all our events and be like, Andrea, can you, you know, make some food? Like, I'd really appreciate it. I'll, you know, give you whatever you need if you do, and let's just have a good time. And that enthusiasm is contagious of whether finding things or meeting people. It's like when you when you have that inspiration or that, that kind of goal in a person that you can see, it's it definitely makes everybody around them better. 
which is beautiful. Yeah, Dan always really appreciate the little things in people, just quirkiness, and we're all just so different, but work well together, and I think Dan saw that in all of us. Yeah. I can't stop thinking about his goofy little smile. He was talking <laughs> about that on the podcast. He's like, sometimes I just like looking at people and then I get this smug little smile on my face and listening back is like I know that smile so well he's just like that yeah I'm around happy goofy people so how long ago was he on the the podcast for the first time he was on the podcast for the first time back in December December of 2017 yeah so about six months ago gotcha gotcha yeah shit yeah well I know that I'll be uh, toasting in his honor any any drink I have or any uh, thing that requires a toast. Oh, and yeah. I'll be throwing his name into the mix. For a long for, time. Forever, right. really. So, here's the thing, right? On his episode, he said that he wanted to throw Halloween mansion party. Halloween, find a mansion Halloween's first. a long time away. That's what I'm saying, right? We need to get on this mansion hunt. Yes. Yeah. I mean, there's this place called the Pond Bank House, and I don't think anyone inhibits it, but it is the dankest mansion in Colorado that I've found so far. An empty, unclaimed mansion. Is that, mm-hmm. Are we announcing we this on, in the podcast? empty mansion. As long as you have two or three days. Yeah, 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 yeah. we should keep right? this one on the wraps. I, I mean, like, <laughs> what is it? Meow Stay there for six months? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, we moving we gotta start now. <laughs> you got the Control Collective, you got... Uh, Whatever the Mirrors Gallery, whatever their collectives are. Yeah. You know, I'm talking just the Abel Black Halloween, like, we hardly knew ye. But but that might just be overzealous. And then, like, anytime... Okay, so, Brian. Yes. Right, now that you're here and, and we're discussing, like, sure. this kind of stuff. Okay, when you were saying earlier about, like, people's speeches going long, right... And then, like, kind of thinking, like, well, this is more about me than it is about sure. like, what's going on. See, I never know where to draw the line. Cause, like, no, you did, a, you did a great job. But, uh, well, even this, right? Because it's like, on one hand, I just want us to have something where it's just like, hey, remember that time we all remember Dan? Yeah, it's still on the internet. We can go back to that. Totally. But, is this me just being like, yo, everybody, listen to me being sad with my friends? No. First of all, it's not. Second of all, I would gladly listen to that podcast multiple times a week. Well, thank you, Brian. <laughs> uh, I will say, though, the line is drawn where it becomes like, where it becomes a little bit... Uh, where he saw me. <laughs> what did he see in me? Where it becomes a, a very much okay, a me okay, thing, and yeah, I don't mean to—I don't right. mean to make light of a of a dark, bad situation no. or make fun, but yeah, that's where it, that's where the lines drop when it's everything is reflected back on. And the you know speaking. where that person is in this house? <laughs> Not here, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, just did that. Sure, um, that's on the podcast, man. Well, but, you know, yeah, no, a lot I of people voices. don't have a lot of people don't have an hour to you know. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, and so I, I think you're doing a fine job. I don't think yeah. it's uh, I don't think it's it's self-involved at all. Uh, if you ask me uh, personally, uh, you know, I, he was just such a cool guy, and I mean, definitely the the thing that kept coming up today at the sur- the reception was just all the corner beat kids came up, 
and none of them had been here for much longer than a couple of years. Sure. Well, I, I'm one of them, to be right. honest. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've only known Dan for about a year, but I mean, he, he quickly became somewhat uh, a, a go-to person. Right, yeah. Very, very securely, you know. Yeah, I wasn't even a musician, and Dan, you know, always welcomed me in, appreciated what I did, and he just did that for everybody. But, yeah, I mean, the short amount of time all of us have known him, he's definitely struck a chord with us. Yeah. Pun intended or no pun intended? <laughs> pun intended. Very nice. nice. Well done. Well done. <laughs> ten out of ten pun. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. But yeah, because even, even with me, I've been here my whole life, but um, I'd come back from Germany when I met him. So like, what was it been like around a year for you? About year a, a year and a half. I met. I actually met mm-hmm. him at an open mic randomly um about a year and a half ago and then i ended up meeting him again as alex's roommate that's when i think he he was still able black at the time Mm. but just uh someone you ran into for sure yeah i think i met him last july and for the first three or so months that I knew him, I thought his name was Abel Black. Actually, I remember the first time that <laughs> yeah, right? Dan no, met you. He's like, no, my name's Dan. Right, yeah, <laughs> no, I thought his name was Abel. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Dan was super excited about you, Brian. I'm going to, I'll give you a little Let's inside scoop. Let's not make scoop, this about me. <laughs> can you give, you want to give the <laughs> listeners a little inside it's scoop? Nothing too crazy, but it was just, um, yeah, when you came by, and I think you came to the beat one time, Dan, Alex came home, Dan's like, Brian's so cool and Alex is like yeah I'm not he's like <laughs> we gotta be friends really with him. though <laughs> Brian Brian's super cool man yeah and well uh, I you know I appreciate the uh you know he could have told me that <laughs> <laughs> I would have loved to hear it yeah 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 that daily um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 um well thanks mm-hmm He's very cool too. He was he was so excited. You don't even know <laughs> when you start coming on, by man. more. You're sharing yeah. <laughs> that with the rest of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In your life. You just you just know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Dan, I was so excited about people, <laughs> but when you started coming over more, Dan's like, I think Brian's our friend now. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, we started we started a text thread and we were just shooting the shit. Yeah. And we were like, oh, he's with Alex and Dan I was like oh yeah these people are uh, very similar sense of humor it's sort of an anything goes uh, text environment at least oh I, I could see that you and Dan having a similar sense of humor yeah just, it's sort know. of just like you know nothing's really off the table because at the end of the day you know any <laughs> yeah, you don't right. really mean anything right. you're <laughs> joking about it that's why it stays the in the text circle yeah right? exactly yeah. securely in that text side which I need to <laughs> Let's delete just, from his phone. <laughs> let's just uh, open up a little nihilistic space in our phones where nothing matters. Sure, it's important. Funny, in yeah. The, uh, in the in the modern age, I think it is, dude. I just found it's out a weird outlet. <laughs> yeah, I just found out about this podcast. This is like completely off topic, but it's called sure. Suicide Buddies. And it's just like two guys just joking about suicide for like an hour and a half, and then they just go down like a famous like suicide from history like i listened to an episode on avici and stuff and on one hand you're like this is crazy that this is something that's entertainment now but then on the other hand it they're the whole 
thing they reiterate time and time again is like, listen, we want you to be safe. We want you to be healthy. We want you to like keep your mental state in check. The only reason we're joking about this is because of how serious it is. Sure. That's like that's a permanent decision, you know. Sure. And so it is kind of nice to have those spaces where just you can joke about anything, even if it's super tragic. Yeah, no. Mm. I mean, most of the time it wasn't tragic. It well, was yeah, I'm sure it wasn't silly tragic. memes and stuff. But uh, you know, <laughs> anything goes. Here's a minion meme. <laughs> yeah, we're getting into that real hardcore shit. Race. <laughs> this one's got SpongeBob in it. It's an inspirational quote. John. Yeah. <laughs> I always hated it. <laughs> Isn't it so funny how he he's not even alive before he has his coffee in the morning? <laughs> yeah, because work sucks. <laughs> um, I do think though that he would have he would have ultimately loved uh, the re- the reception yeah portion of everything. Um, I know he was. I don't know if he was particularly uh, religious, but, you know, he was a spiritual person. That much I do know. Um, so, you know, I think the community aspect would have uh, would have been more important to him yeah. than anything else. And it's like you you saying that it would have been nice to hear that validation while he was here. Oh, I know. I don't. I didn't need to hear it. No, I'm honestly, I know. glad he didn't. I say know. It. But <laughs> in all honesty, like, Too like much just. Pressure on me. You're just like, am I really that great? All right. <laughs> you say so. Just don't change. <laughs> but but yeah, to like it in in any sort of circumstance for those that you love to come out and speak love to you, it's it's I'm sure wherever he is, he's yeah. incredibly happy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dan's still gathering us together. Right. Even he after he's gone. And will be yeah. at least until Halloween. <laughs> yeah, shit's Who gonna go off the rails. Gonna we'll pop off at this mansion. <laughs> it's gonna get weird. Yeah, now find the mansion and I'm there. <laughs> I'm honestly you. find just a, an apartment. And, and, and I'm just, there. Well, it's gotta be. It's gotta be a mansion. This is what I'm saying. Because well, like this house is kind Christmas. of first large. It is kind of well. Honestly, when you hit the manor, when we were at the manor, we at the manor this morning, I was like, well, kinda. It's a manor, not a man. Not a mansion. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know when it qualifies as a man. I mean, we have a chandelier here, so that seems. That I think at least manor. two chandeliers. I mean, okay, I'm, I'm willing to check this box off. Our first, our first ever episode. Well, my first episode ever before this podcast was even a thing just like the pilot episode was a pool party and so far this summer we've had a pool party and then yeah. dan's episode was a mansion party so if this qualifies as a mansion and a mansion party then i think that's two down this is like a, lot a, a very go, um you know. very condensed mansion it's a very condensed right it's all, <laughs> all these parties start out this is these like very very huge grandiose hypothetical things sure. and then they're like end up being like just chill get togethers yeah like in the end you find out that's really all you want <laughs> yeah <laughs> like a handful of good friends but you shoot for the stars and that way whatever happens that's the best possible thing sure close. shoot for the stars cause if you miss you'll die alone in space very true I mean wait you're <laughs> in the, the vacuum <laughs> uh, um so uh, I might sign off for the moment. That's that's uh, fine. We we have been going at this for 
a while. And anyways, Ryan, it was a pleasure having yeah, you. Yeah, I wanted to thank you for uh, having me on your podcast. Yeah, dude, we'll have to do like a full episode sometime. I would where love you're to. Like a for real guest. I would love to. Instead love to. of a passing mourner. Yeah, you'll also have to yeah. pass me some of this. Uh, Info where I can check out some episodes. Oh, definitely, my friend. As I'm sure uh, your audience would. Uh, yeah, let's you. plug it real quick. You can <laughs> sure. find us on every podcast app, or especially the one you're listening to on. You can find us on the website at wolms.com. You can email me, k at wolms.com. You can email Austin, a at wolms.com. Or you can give us a call at 424 is that the real number? That's the real number. Wow. You got that many four twos in a row? We got three it's, four twos. It's, it's it's quite amazing. Memorized. Yeah, I'm going to have to start putting it yeah, on t shirt. It's stuck in my head. <laughs> right? Four two, four two, four two, three eight one seven. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Write that down. You got people folks. Yeah. to it. It works. But yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, thank you for having right. me on. I really appreciate it. Yeah. And I'll, I'll go try and find another. Uh, All right. Memory. Yeah. I think we have time for one more guest. Andrew, how's it going? It's good. Eating food with some good friends. Yeah. Did you make those egg rolls? I did not. Okay. I bought those. Okay. I could have lied, but I didn't. But well, the chicken was homemade. Hey. It's hey. also really dank chicken. Yes. But yeah. Past week and a half has kind of been just hanging out a lot, making food, gathering. It's yeah. been good. Yeah, it is been a blur. But that being said, I appreciate the time with friends. I kind of wish we'd. I mean, sure, other people have been hanging out, but I wish I had been hanging out like this all summer mm-hmm. instead of just now. Yeah, I you mean, know. it's only halfway over. Yeah, true, true that. Yeah. I was just talking going. with a friend last night that, um, like, friends circles don't exist past high school. Or it's like, we, we have friends of circumstance. Yeah, I used to mm. feel that way. But now, now like your your friends of circumstance can become like the main the main thing. Like if you have like a kickball league or something like that, if if you really strike a chord with those people, it's like it's there forever. You can't not be away from those people. Yeah, yeah. I used to feel kind of after high school, I just didn't really have too much of a circle of friends. I mean, in college, it was kind of my old roommates or drinking buddies and whatnot. But outside of the drinking activity. We never really gathered, but kind of coming out here um, within the past half year or so, we've kind of formed our circle, mostly the corner beat people, um, but it kind of just started becoming fun, like running around town and you hop in Kava Sutra and you see Maya and Ethan there and just being able to like feel at home in the town and, you know, you know everyone at a place or... Sometimes you want to go where everyone knows your name. Right. All you need is your own uh, Cheers theme song, but in real life. Dude. It's just whatever, like, brings you to, like, uh, some certain thing. Whatever, like, uh, uh, is that uh, blanket. Uh, I don't know. I'm, not, I'm, I'm thinking that friendship is just one big cuddle party. That's not a good. It's not a really good metaphor friendship for that. I was thinking of, like, the emotional party. trap bando. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, as long as we're all coming together, it doesn't yeah. matter where it is. We're here. Like, uh, like a 
crack house. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> as long as we're all together, that's all that matters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. common hobby. Yeah, friendship, friendship is, is like house. a crack house. I'm gonna make that it's yeah. yeah. Where's make that, that like a like a Hallmark card? Friendship is a crack house. That that's <laughs> the, the newest T-shirt. Just like hey, what's with this friendship as a crack house T-shirt? Oh, it's just you know, it's this podcast. Just this podcast. <laughs> it's, it's just truth. It's a just shirt because deep it's cuts. true. Yeah. Hey, Ethan, how's it going? Not bad. How welcome you to guys? the podcast. I feel welcome. I feel very welcome. You are very welcome. Damn. I'm surprised we haven't had you on as a guest yet. I'm surprised too. I've been like waiting on the phone. Yeah. I mean, I get home every day and like check my answering machine. It's not well, a, got that single. We tier check now. our yeah, answering it's machine. It's more than one tier. It's a lot of tiers. Oh no. It's at least like enough. To fill up like a mason jar each night, it's not to wake up the next morning and have a nice fresh glass of tear juice. That's all it is. Not even a phone. It's just the answering machine. <laughs> that's probably why I haven't gotten anything. Honestly, it just that's Every why you time. don't get getting callbacks. And it's like you never pick up the phone taped to a laptop. It's not even plugged in anything. You did, your you phone number goes nowhere. It's been disconnected it. it's for actually months. Like plugged into like a crystal. Right. One of those special J.O. crystals. Yo. <laughs> Charge it every night. I love those crystals. If you need me, call me on your aura. Like, gotcha. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just send out the vibes. I'll be there. Man. Meet me on the astral plane, and then we'll see where our physical bodies are. Well. If only. If only. If only. <laughs> but now you're here. Would you like to say some kind words about Dan? That's the only thing you can say about Dan, honestly. I Truly. think he was one of the goddamn funniest people I've ever met in my fucking life. And yeah. uh, he could gravitate to any sense of humor and just fit in so well to it. And he also gave some goddamn good hugs. I'll be honest. Yeah. Sorry. Look. Best fucking hugs. He would not let you escape without a hug. It's like you're trying to get into your car, like you're trying to struggle putting the key into the, in the door, and you just hear him behind you. Chasing. You just hear him. You're like, oh God, no. Oh God. And it just gives you the best fucking hug ever. Can't escape it. Mm. No. Good shit. I don't know. He was, uh, he made me realize how, I don't know, just, you can't take art too f- fucking seriously but you also have to take it seriously it's like a mix between like not too much but also just give a shit mm. and I realized that like what I got taught is like for me I'm not gonna be the fucking best at anything I'm never gonna be the best at anything but at least I give a shit and he gave so much of a shit and he was also one of the best which was so goddamn impressive and he was just so dedicated I mean getting out of that that cocaine bender for I don't know however long he did and they're just turning himself into just this just one of the best fucking musicians I've ever seen a true live performer yeah and uh it's it's impressive and I it it definitely motivated me to 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 give a shit to arrive with the shits (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah. Dan had his demons but you know that was before a lot of us really met him and I think it's great that it's not even something that we can fathom right anymore like he used to just say you know I was was in a terrible place like wasn't a great person just spent all my time indoors and just I can't even imagine that 
and Ever. I I wasn't aware of this, so it's a it's a an amazing message of like any you anybody can bounce back from any hardship. Like no matter how bleak things get back, if if this amazing light came out of any sort of dark situation, he he fostered it himself and he pulled himself up out of that. Dan was going back to school too, um, the week before he passed. Actually, um, he texted me I think on a Wednesday or Thursday and. He was just like, hey, um, Mallory seems like she's going through a tough time. Like, I think we should all gather and hang out with her. And I was like, yeah, sure, I'll make some food. Like, we'll have some people over. It's a great idea. And it was a really fun night. Um, you know, we're all hanging out, just catching up. And I <laughs> kind of forgot where I was going with this. But, um, yeah, Dan's first thought was just always other people. and Always. Always. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, he was going back to school too. Um, even in school, I think he was he was originally going back for um, addiction counseling, and uh, I got to hear a little more of uh, what he wanted to end up doing. And I think he ended up wanting to switch over to you know more mental health counseling. But even in his schooling and what you wanted to do um, outside of music was just helping other people. Well, he was always really good at all of it like anytime anybody we knew had like a mental issue he was always there to talk about it i mean he definitely helped me more than i could have ever asked um i kind of accredit part of me being alive right now to him so i can never give be more grateful for anything like that yeah. Hi, Amaya, too. Yeah, but, I mean, <laughs> if fans of the podcast will know you from the episode with, with Dan. Dan. Yeah, that's... He took me to my first party, too. He did? Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. How was it? Did you enjoy it? Are you a partier now? I gotta make sure when to, I know when to stop drinking. Well, yeah. <laughs> Everyone We've all learned that lesson. Yeah, yeah. everyone needs to know their limits. <laughs> Malivel limits. Malivel limits. Malivets. Malivets. <laughs> no, but yeah, he was most. I've learned this a lot more as this whole p- grieving process has occurred, and I've really been able to see it a lot more. Is how nice. Jesus. Um, <laughs> 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 how just empathetic he was. He was well, like Ethan said, it was really fun for me to watch him interact with other people because his like humor adapted so well to every single person he talked to like i think that i don't know he was just so intelligent and so empathetic and those two things mixing just makes you such a beautiful person that's not a a lot of times those two things like are not as high as they were for him at the same time for a lot of people and i've seen a lot of people that kind of be a social comedian or a chameleon so that way you can you can just blend in wherever you are and i I feel like he he was able to adapt himself without changing himself so he was still like unrelentingly himself with everybody but tapped into that shared connection it was definitely very genuine every time he did it um or just how he interacted with anyone in general it wasn't ever meant to be about himself. It was always about um, just being involved with, uh, whether that was through um, not just everyone having a good time, but just, uh, you know how to live. 
mm-hmm. that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, hearing all those stories today of people talking, um, I heard so many good stories about uh, him dropping everything to be there for someone else. And uh, like Gursky said that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's beautiful the fact that we a lot of us only knew him for such a short time, but he exposed so much of himself to us that we feel this similar connection to like people that had known him for like 10 years, 15 years. And that's like mind blowing to me. Like, I don't know. He just, when I was around him, I always felt like I could be my honest self, which is like, it's, he taught me how to do that. And also like, still it's hard to be like that around most people. So like that was something that he could bring out in people and just like not be judgmental about who you were at where whatever time place you were that's rare that's rare in today's society i feel like we, there's so much pressure to be like even past the best self that you can be but to to be even more than that to to kind of satiate or kind of make people happy but just to to have that outlet where you don't need to prove anything or you don't need to try hard you just need to be you yeah, and part of looking back on him and I's relationship, I've one of my favorite things about it is that we argued. And I thought that was so beautiful cuz we did like I know it's a hard thing to talk about in like certain situations, but I just find it so fucking beautiful that we did say sometimes hurtful things to each other, but every like the next day we would always call each other. He would call me and leave me like 10 minute long voicemails like about like how sorry he was and like we were always just like becoming closer and closer and that's like where that almost like sibling type relationship came in like where he was just that I don't know being able to be genuine yourself is just such a powerful connection Mm. yeah part of uh, Dan's most endearing qualities was he always ended up worrying about people really little things but it would just be something he thought about like I think uh, he asked me to make food and I was just like right now Dan and you know I was just kidding but later he was like Andrew I'm so sorry <laughs> like I, I didn't mean to be rude and I was like Dan it's totally fine yeah and you know you'd come home and be like I don't, I don't think you know that person had a good time like I feel really bad um, and you know you'd end up bringing it up with someone later and it would just be some small misunderstanding but it was something I was worried about and to, to put action towards it I feel, yeah. I, I feel like I've had so many conversations with people where they're they're worried that they offended somebody, but then they don't follow through at all. So it's like the 10 minute long voicemails. I was like, he actually put himself in the situation to be humble yeah, and to make amends. Yeah, Dan, I think like my big point at the reception and I guess my big point overall about him was he was not the kind of person who would talk about it like he'd just be about it anytime anytime he wanted to do something he just went after it did it he wanted to play a show he'd book a show want to have a movie night make a movie night you know he just got it done and that's super admirable especially knowing that a lot of what he wanted was like good friendships and stuff it's like it's a good thing to go after yeah i think in those last it's just i think you start to notice it more maybe but especially in those 
last couple weeks i felt lucky that i was able to talk to him and we were admiring like all of these group of people like this whole group and he gave me specific things he wanted me to tell people certain things which is kind of i think coincidental but just because he was like that like oh i'm just i forgot to tell this person that i love them can you tell them for me yeah and i feel like lucky that i was able to have those conversations with him so recently like i don't know we were just so lucky we were well we've been at this for a little bit over an hour (laughs) (laughs) i think all of us could go longer but yeah we could definitely do like a five hour (laughs) everything um but any any last thoughts this is the last two on our couch cantas y no llores I love you, Dan. Always will. Hey, Wolms. I didn't know him for long, but it doesn't seem like anybody did. But it was definitely powerful while I was there. Yeah. All right. So, uh, listeners out there, um, go back, listen to that episode with Dan. We were younger then. Um, and now... Now this is this, but I definitely think it's important to get these glimpses of real life because it's happening all over the place. And a lot of times we can think that podcasts are sort of these entertainment things, just vehicles, much like the way a TV show or a movie is where we're just trying to put something together to, I don't know, entertain and be flashy. But right now it definitely feels like being a person in a radio tower in an apocalypse where we're just kind of like shouting out to everyone around the world being like we are people we are surviving we are grieving right now and if you're out there and if you're feeling the way we are or if you're feeling different and you want to be happy with us when we're all happy then hang out because real shit's going down in Denver and we all miss our friend party on I guess Yeah, party on. (laughs) You'd love that. Party on. Party. Party on. People are strange. That's why we're strangers. Words go in, they don't come out. The forest is big. That's why we need rangers. If you gotta run, babe. You're allowed I can't believe You knew I stayed destined I can't believe I know you're still here Once you are seen It all becomes mystic The lightning of love The full form appears On my hands On my knees I've buried my burden deep Up the stairs Unlock the Suffocation Keep
Big. That's why we need 